you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop. Joining me, of course, you know it's Thursday, JD, Joe Delera. JD, what's going on? Dude, we're chilling. Nick's runs him, man. We're looking good. Runs him. <laughs> runs that's him. A, <laughs> that's a fact. And we are joined going forward now by Gilles Gallant. Gilles, what's going on? You're going to be talking props for us on Thursdays. I love it, man. Sean and Joe, I've been following you guys for a while. I mean, we talk hoops off air anyway, so it was just nice to be able to just jump in. We can look at this Thursday slate. It's only a few games, but, you know, some of them can really uh, impact the standings here. So I'm excited to see kind of what plays you got for these games. JD, Joe Delera, you're the vet on the Thursday pod. Give me your best bet for Thursday night slate. All right, so we are looking at some of the bad, like some of the bad teams, but we are looking at the Indiana Pacers minus four. I like them up to minus five and a half, minus six even against the San Antonio Spurs. Jill, what are you looking at? Three point props as usual, my man. I'm going to be looking at Kyle Kuzma to have at least three threes versus the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to go back to a former Toronto Raptors great, Kawhi Leonard, to have at least three threes against the Warriors. I despise the slate. I'm going to pass all together. We're still waiting as we record this on Wednesday night. We're still waiting on the Sixers-Mavs line. Uh, I, I I may have a lean there, but right now I'm going to pass. I'm going to let Jill and JD, Joe Delera take care of it. All right, Joe, talk to me. Why do you like the side? All right, there's not a lot to say about the San Antonio Spurs besides they are in full-on tank, bring-on Victor Wembanyama mode, and they are doing it better than anybody else in the NBA. They have the worst adjusted net rating in the league on the season, minus 9.5. They're just an, a, they're just really bad. They're an abysmal team. They're not even really trying to win. And they're doing a they're basically doing a professional tank job. And it's pretty incredible, honestly. But then if we look on the flip side, the big thing with the Indiana Pacers has been they really struggled. They really skid without Tyrese Halliburton. And it's kind of taken them out of the playoff picture. 
Um, but and then it's taken Tyrese a little bit of time to get back. Now, I'm just gonna throw this out there. He is a leap year baby. So he's actually born on February 29th. So, like we could arguably call this a birthday game. Um, but over the past couple of weeks, the Pacers have been a bit better. Uh, they're three and one with the seventh best point differential over the last two weeks. So they're plus five point three. You can compare and contrast that to the San Antonio Spurs. They're one and three with a minus 11.8 point differential. This is a game Halliburton is going to be head and shoulders, the best player on the floor. You're going to have him. You're going to have Miles Turner. The Pacers have all obviously Buddy Heald. You have, they have by far the best talent on the, on the floor. And I think at minus four, even on the road, this is just a complete mismatch against one team that hasn't totally decided that they're going to tank yet. And another team that is very much in the, we are going to get a top four lottery pick here. And we are very certain that we're going to try to do that. So I like the Pacers at minus four. I think this is a dramatic mismatch and I wouldn't be surprised to see this go to minus six. Jill, any thoughts? Spurs coming off a W beat Utah 102-94 in their last time out. Yeah. I mean, this is like a battle of two coaches who are, getting too old for this shit kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Just with like Carlisle and Pop, like Popovich, like I'm surprised that he can even stomach this kind of season uh, with the way that they're going. But obviously they want that 25% chance of getting Wemby or Scoot at least. Uh, the Pacers, again, one of those teams that I think uh, I'm surprised that they're only favored by four. I think just obviously being uh, an opening line, I think that line is going to creep up even more as we get closer to game time and you start seeing these lineups. So love this pick from Joe and I'm loving that he's getting some early action on it. We've talked about this spot before the Spurs have played nine in a row on the road. They got, they finally got a W to close it out, but they had lost all those other games on the road. They're one and eight on that nine game road trip. Now we've talked about the spot of going home after a long road trip, you get home, you hang out with some people that you haven't seen, you you just get acclimated to being back home. And I always try to bring up this number, which I think is very interesting. After a four-game road trip, teams against the spread in their first home game after a four-game plus road trip since 2003, 49%. The last five and a half seasons, they're 46 0.7% against the spread in their first game back home. It's always a soft spot for a soft yeah. team like the Spurs. Uh, I agree. The, the, the Pacers should take care of business. Charmin. All right, Jill. Yeah, super Charmin song. <laughs> Charmin song. Jill, talk to me about uh, some three-pointers. What are you looking at? Whoever you want to break down first, Kawhi. You know what? Give me Kawhi first because that I like to call him the boogeyman. I love me some Kawhi Leonard. Let me hear it on while he'll go over yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing that draws you in is the plus money. He's sitting there at plus 130 in comparison to his teammate, Paul George, who also has an over-under two-and-a-half line, but you're seeing you know upwards of minus 155 right now for his over. So while I do like Paul George to have three or more threes, I can't really recommend that kind of price. I think I would look at maybe a three-and-a-half or wait to see closer to tip-off if that line drops. But for Kawhi, right now sitting around plus 130, I don't think you guys might know this, but he's act this is actually his best – shooting season with the Clippers since joining them uh, shooting 40% from three. It's actually his best percentage from three since the 2015, 2016 season. 
Now, from a more recency bias standpoint, so he's hit this in three straight games versus the Warriors, I guess, if you want to look at the last few years of when he's been in and out of the lineup. But really, even more recent, like February has just been incredible for Kawhi. 53% from the three-point line, uh, just under three, uh, three-point makes per game. Easily his best month of the year. I mean, you saw kind of as he was coming off of that injury and the load management, I don't know if he really had his legs under him to start the year, but uh, since the start of February, he's looked incredible. He's hit this mark in four of the last five games, seven of the last 11 games overall. And for what it's worth, again, one of those games was against the Warriors. I mean, he went insane. He had seven three-pointers in that game on nine attempts. Uh, You know, the, the... the perimeter defense on this Warriors team is just a shell of themselves right now without Wiggins, you know, Iguodala to a lesser extent, Gary Payton. I don't know if he's ever going to get on the court for them. Uh, pool is questionable. So barring a blowout, like I expect like a 40 minute workload, at least for Kawhi, which just makes this much more uh, desirable, you know, looking at it over two and a half at plus one thirty. JD, any thoughts? Dude, I like it. Uh, in the three games since they've gotten Russell Westbrook as well, he's hit this in all of his games. And you have to consider that Russell Westbrook, you know, he's got his pros and his cons. And, you know, the Clippers are minus seven in his uh, minutes out there. But the thing is, he does push the pace. So I think you're going to take the pace for one of a, uh, like what has been a slower team. And you're really ramping that up, especially in a pace up spot against Golden State. He should get be able to get more shots off. So I like this for Kawhi. All right, talk to me about your second place, Joe. All right, so a guy who's probably more known for his pregame fit than what he does on the court, but it's uh, Kyle Kuzma, man. Like, right now, he's just been incredible shooting it at home. And so the over-under line for two and a half over at minus 105 versus the Raptors, really good matchup as well defensively. Uh, So he's only hit this in three of seven games. So a lot of people, they'll look at the more recent splits of February and be like, well, he's only hit it in three of seven games. But in the three games that he did, did hit it, just exploded. He had three, he had four, he had six, 35 three-point attempts in those three games. That was just before and after the all-star break. And as I was alluding to about being a better shooter at home, he's only played seven home games since the start of 2023, since the start of January. And he's hit this prop in five of them Uh, in 24 home games on the season. He's hit it in 14 of them. So just under 60%. Now, the Raptors, a great matchup. They are middle of the pack when it comes to three-point makes and three-point attempts, but they're second last in the NBA in three-point shooting percentage to their opponents. And despite being a fleet of swingmen, they actually don't defend swingmen that well at all. They give up the most three-point makes versus opposing forwards, 9.3 per game, both um, and 25 attempts from forwards as well. Both are those bottom of the NBA. And I guess what I'm getting at with Kyle Kuzma, guys, is I think – Kuzma now deserves three-point prop respect. You know, he's around 7.7 attempts per game. It's the same amount as Luka Doncic, same amount as Jalen Brown, same amount as Paul George. They're all nearly shooting the same percentage in between 33 to 34%, and all of them have similar three-point lines. And you guys both know we live on gambling Twitter. We see everybody promoting Doncic and Brown or George as if, like, these guys are, like, locks. But we can look at it right now that Kuzma is actually shooting the same amount of volume and around the same percentage as those guys. And I wouldn't necessarily put him in the same class as far as talent goes, but volume is volume. And uh, depending on his pregame fit, like if his sweater is (laughs) a triple XL and it's touching the ground, like I'm going to be laddering his props to the moon, man. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, Kuz, especially if he hits one early. He's He's a big time confidence guy when he's feeling good. He has no problem getting them up. And you always want to look at guys 
that are going to get the volume you want to cash some of these props. There's no doubt about it. Any thoughts, yeah, JD? I mean, yeah. Dude, I, I mean, I like the look. I think it makes a lot of sense here. And Toronto, they have the third worst three-point percentage allowed. So um, it's definitely a spot for Kuzma here. Can't hate this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's just one of those things. Like, obviously, I could try to talk you guys into Porzingis or I could talk you into or uh, Kuzma. I'm just feeling Kuzma a little bit better in this matchup as opposed to Porzingis. But if somebody was like asking me in the DMs, like, hey, what do you think about Porzingis in this spot? I wouldn't talk them off the ledge on that one either. Yeah. I think either of them, you know, I just, I like the way that they can stretch the floors against Toronto, who, you know, has the ability to do that as well. So, yeah, they're luck. the type of defense too. They junk it up sometimes. So, that that's the one thing, unless you have like that star star player like a box of one that they would try to throw at somebody which the uh, wizards do not have um i don't expect them to be able to put any kind of defensive adjustments to be able to slow down the three-point shooting of the wizards oh no for sure whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was going through the slate. I was trying to look. I was looking for a play for hours. I was scanning. I was going through. There wasn't too, too much out there in terms of props. I, I just couldn't find anything. I want to go through these really quick game by game and kind of give a few thoughts on it. Warriors Clippers. The, the, the Clippers are coming off of a couple losses now. Warriors are still without Steph. That just seems like a neck and neck game. They just played recently as well. It I, it just seems like a coin flip type of spot. Yeah. If it was in LA, maybe it'd be a different story. But with it being in San Francisco, uh, the 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 three number feels about right with, yeah. with with that matchup. Then if you go look at the Pacers game, everything you laid out for the Pacers is dead on, uh, JD. But why is it so short? Dude, I can't I, figure that out. Why why is the number so light? So that kind of. That kind of scared me a little bit off of that game. Uh, the the Spurs give up points in bunches, but a lot of their games have been going under. They've been – I don't want to say they've been playing hard because they're the, one of the worst teams <laughs> in the NBA by quite, a wide, by quite a wide margin. But that that game is funky as well. We we I mentioned the angle on 
the getting back home and, and, and how that affects you guys and squads usually against the spread. Sixers, Mavs, we don't have a number here as we record this Wednesday night. And then Raptors, Wizards is a coin flip. Those guys are battling to get into that 7-10 to 10 range in the East for the play-in with the Bulls and some other guys. So there wasn't a lot of spots. Now, one thing that I will take a look at when it comes out is Pascal Siakam's points plus rebounds. They should destroy the Washington Wizards on the glass. And Pascal Siakam is going to, as a guy, talking to a couple people around the league as well, they are trying to push and make the playoffs and want to participate in that play-in. I think he's going to close the year strong. He's been playing well all year. I would look at that number against a soft interior Washington team. I got to see what it is when it comes out. But overall, the slate was tough for me. Yeah, I know. I'm looking. I want to see what this Dallas uh, Philly line is. Obviously, Philly's on a back to back. You beat Miami in Miami. Um, you know, kind of emotional win for them in a way because Joel Embiid didn't play. But that means you're going to probably have a fresh Embiid against that absolute Swiss cheese Dallas defense. And yeah. like he, I he might put up a forty piece tomorrow because like they're going to have guys that are a little tired. You know. Like they played their hearts out against Miami. I'm looking at whatever Embiid's points line is. I'm looking at that because I don't know who is stopping him on the Mal- on the Mavericks. Yeah, it's going to be three and four for Philly as well, which is uh, uh, my guess is why they gave Embiid a day off. Anything yeah. on, on any comments on that, Gigi? Yeah, I mean the same thing with the Raptors. I mean they've been really hot this month. They're obviously they're eight and three. They're they're beating up on some fairly decent teams, but again, not necessarily teams that, uh, you know, are uh, world beaters, like, you know, the last two of their last three wins, you know, you're getting a win over Chicago and Detroit and New Orleans without Zion and Orlando and then Detroit again. So it's kind of like, all right, is this the Raptors kind of being able to get back into that groove of being a fixture in the Eastern conference, or are they just a bunch of swingmen just running around with no defined position. And, and, you know, we're still kind of trying to see that. Now, the one thing that's been good about Pascal, if you're looking at a points rebound standpoint, uh, playing incredible right now this month, 26 yeah. points a game, seven rebounds. It's probably right around where that line is going to be for points of rebounds. It's probably going to be about 31 to 32, maybe even 33 and a half, depending on how you feel about the, the Washington defense. Um but I think that's the one thing, too, is on the road, he actually takes more three-point attempts on the road. So you might be able to get a little quicker there, especially if he's starting to shoot it a little bit better. Uh, he's only had really one game since the All-Star break where he's had better than one three-point attempt uh, made, uh, you know, at this point. So uh, I think uh, with Pascal, that's a guy that I'll definitely be looking at. Um, but I think with this game, you know, you're seeing it right now, like minus one. I even think books don't even really know how to place this line right now. Yeah, it was a pick. Um, it's been bouncing back and forth yeah, all over the place. Is, is the Raptors, is it fool's gold of what we're seeing this month with some of these wins over chumpy teams? Or is it Washington uh, who could actually put up a little bit of a fight at home and maybe you see Kyle Kuzma put up a 6-3 point night? Yeah, Absolutely. I think one of the interesting things with Pascal actually is with the acquisition of Pirtle, his rebounds have gone down a little bit, but his mm-hmm. scoring has increased. So I'm curious to see what Washington does, because if they run Porzingis at the five, you maybe don't need to run. Uh, you maybe, maybe don't need to use Pirtle as much and they can run Siakam at the five. So I'm curious to see, because I think like if that's what they decide to do, instead of going with like Gafford at the five, then I, I think that really opens up that PR spot for Siakam. So could be that could be another consideration if you were waiting to play it a little bit closer to tip. Yeah, and Parko, uh, and Pirtle played... He didn't play to close the game against the Bulls the other night, which I thought was interesting. So stay tuned there. To recap, 
JD is on the Pacers minus four. Try to get the best number you can. Jill is on Kawhi over two and a half threes at plus 130. Love the plus money there. Kuzma over two and a half threes at minus 105. I'm off of the slate. I lean some type of prop potentially looking at Pascal Siakam versus soft Washington Wizards team. But that's why you follow us in the Action Network app to see what we log in there. Those will be the official plays for JD, Joe Delera, for Jill Gallant. I am Sean Little. We'll see you next time. And always remember, get buckets, baby. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.